Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Battlefield Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why does God allow evil in the world? Stay tuned. Okay, welcome back. We've got Dr. Nichols here, me, Christopher Shaw, and we're missing our other brother in arms, yeah. uh, Pastor Mark. But we got it. We're gonna keep going, and you're here in spirit, Pastor Mark. He, he has a uh, a young man. He's trying to. He's right yeah, he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> he has his his son is uh, gonna get married, right? Yeah, they, he's getting married. They they had to make a run out to uh, California and uh, get him married off before he ships off to. Oh man, that's great. That right there is more important than what we're doing in the moment. So yes, uh, uh, we're going to be praying for that. We're going to best wishes. Marriage is one of the best decisions I've ever made. So we're big advocates of marriage here. So uh, to get into the podcast, uh, Dr. Nichols. uh, So why does God allow evil? Uh, well, so like some people say, you know, God created evil. Some people say, we, we see, I mean, I think we all recognize that there's evil. Yes. I mean, I think we, we recognize that. We see we see people's choices. We see shootings. I mean, what was it, yesterday was the, or was it today is the anniversary uh, of the Uvalde? Yeah. Um, you know, and so we have this thing of, of, did God create evil? Did God not? All this thing. But what we want to look at today um, is, you know, does God, why does he allow it? He'll allow it, yes. Yeah. And, and so um, one of the things that we know is that God uh, God gives people choices. Mm, yes. He gives us a free will to make choices. And we we see people make good choices. We see people make bad choices. But All the time. Uh, I think that we have to get down and kind of define what evil is. Yes. Though, you know, so what, what do you think is a good definition of what evil is? Ooh, evil is fruit. I think it's okay. evil is the actual fruit of a lot of choices okay. accumulated together. Okay. Because a lot of times we equate evil with, uh, like we hear a murder or something done to a child, right? Mm-hmm. And we're looking at that single moment as evil, right? Mm-hmm. When I don't, I believe that, you know, well, it's not believe, it's that's the fruit of a lot of bad choices in that person's life. And now we're not, we're not condoning the evil that happened. But we have to look at it as a whole, right? And I believe we should look at evil as a whole to define it because it happens over time. Um, And another way we we should uh, look at evil like that too is because we want to, everybody wants to be a part of the solution to stop it from happening again. And if you look at it just always as the final fruit, you will never be able to see the things that led up to it. You won't be able to... There may be instances in our life where we have a chance to prevent it from happening, but since we're so focused on, you know, the after fact that we're not looking to prevent stuff and looking at, you know, how it became the progression, uh, we're we're gonna look at evil as uh, something that we can't um, help, we can't stop, and I think that's kind of like what you just said. You have a you have choices, but the choice to stop evil is there as well. Yeah. So I think evil is a is a is a process that it just slowly chips away, and then we we focus so much on the end that that's our definition of evil. And I, I think it's much more complicated than that. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Jesus said some things about. It. He says that uh, it's not what goes into a person that uh, makes them unholy or unclean. He talks about what comes comes out yes. of them. You know. So it tells us the origin of some of those things are our own heart. 
So, so kind of in us trying to define evil, I think one of the things is sometimes what helps us define something is knowing what the opposite of it is. What's yes, the opposite okay. of evil? Good. Okay, uh, good. Holiness, pureness, yeah, yeah. righteousness, uh, all the things that is of God. Right, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we talked the other day and we were talking about how, you know, like um, when you look at it scientifically, we um, cold doesn't exist scientifically because we don't measure cold, we measure heat. Yeah. And so cold is just the absence of heat. Uh, the same thing is true of light. We don't measure the level of darkness, we measure the level of light yes. or its absence. And so, uh, and so the same thing is with evil. Evil is the absence of that goodness, that holiness, the, the, those things of God, the way that God has designed things to work. Hey, that, that's pretty interesting because God is the creator and that just makes sense from the way he created everything mm -hmm. to measure it through on his level versus yeah. measure it on the opposite of him. That's that's yeah. that's pretty crazy how he created that and we actually implement that system in everything we do in, yeah. in measurement scientifically. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so there's the illustration of a uh, uh, you know, guy that goes to the barber and he gets his hair cut oh, and... Yeah. You know, he, he, he's talking with the guy and this subject comes up and, and the man, you know, comes to the conclusion because there's so much evil in the world that that means that God doesn't exist. Um, and so this just kind of rattled the man a little, little bit and he, he leaves the barbershop and he's thinking about it. And as he goes down the road, he starts seeing people uh, with long hair. He sees homeless people. He sees, uh, you know, and he goes back to the barber and he goes, barbers don't exist. Yeah. And the barber says, well, it doesn't make any sense. You know, he's like, no, no, because look, all these people have long hair. They're not, you know, they're not cut in real good. They're not, you know, it, they, and, and the barber says, oh, well, it's just because they haven't come and seen me yet. They haven't <laughs> come to me. Yeah. And so the same thing, yes. when we see some of this evil, it's, it's not a proof of the absence of God. It, it's a proof of our, our world and people making choices yes. opposite of God, God and away from God. Um, you know, oftentimes those who are uh, not believers uh, or even, you know, atheists and stuff, they'll use the problem of evil as a, uh, again, a way to try to disprove the presence of God. But why do we have any expectations that things should be different if there is no God? That's true. Right. Where does that come? Where does that yeah. need for, hey, this is what right and wrong is at the, yes. as it, yeah. at the end of the day? Where does that even come from? Because even as a child... What do we have to do to our kids? We got to teach them good to do good. Yeah, we don't have to teach them to do no. bad. I mean, they'll they'll be bad all on their own. They'll be yeah, they'll be bad. I mean, they'll see a bug and smack it, or they'll do you know yeah. do stuff like out of instinct, uh -huh. which is inherent in them already. Versus, hey, don't do that, or don't you have to share and stuff yeah. like that. So that's interesting fact when when they're actually uh, proving the fact that there is something inherent yeah. in us that is telling us that hey, this is wrong. This is, this is where you need to go, right? And then also, too, I think uh, in the world, even though they don't want to admit it, you can see the benefits of doing good, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, uh, the charity, you can see charities. Even if uh, an atheist is like, well, you know, God doesn't exist, you can still see the benefit of, of charity. And God told us, I mean, Jesus told us that, you know, we need to be giving. We need to be doing this. He could, they can see the, the benefits of what, they, what it is. It's kind of like uh, they just don't want to give honor to certain things or even their self is in the way. Yeah. So, uh, and I see that as a, also an um, example of, you know, actually helping evil, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. yeah. if you're so focused on 
disproving, you know, all these good things that God is telling you, aren't you actually adding evil to the world? I mean, I guess that gets off the subject a little bit, but <laughs> we'll get back to, so, yeah. uh, the evilness in yeah. a standpoint. Yeah, yeah, and, and so, uh, there's a guy named Frank Turk, mm -hmm. a well-known author and speaker. He wrote a book called Stealing from God, and that's the subject that he touches on is that, um, that in order to kind of prove or trying to disprove the existence of God, um, people have to actually steal from God. Yes. They have to steal ethics and morals and stuff that, that have no foundation other than what God has revealed to us. Because um, some people would claim, well, our society determines what is good. Our society determines what's right and maybe even throw in the term holy. Uh, but when we look at uh, societies that almost every society has some morals. Yes. I mean, well, every society has, has morals, but so many of them are the same. And but we also have times when society determines, like, because if majority determines right, mm -hmm. might makes right, how has that gone astray in history at times? Well, I think it gone astray because of the human heart, right? Yeah, yeah. We, there has to be something bigger than us that guides us on, that, on the right path. Mm -hmm. And so when we get away from that, that's when we start looking at these evil things. But I think also, too, I think majority people in their heart believe that they're really really good yeah. right yeah because i think what we do is we take uh when we do that when we we start playing that comparison game yeah we will compare our best against someone else's worst uh, or the worst of humanity right mm -hmm. the, uh, i'm not a murderer i'm not a you know and we'll try to kind of convince ourselves that we're really good um but really what what scripture talks about is we should compare our worst to god's best God, yes. you know and uh, so, so when we get into kind of this subject of evil, um, you know, the way I kind of view like kind of some origins and other stuff, but we, we see evil happening in lots of different areas that we can, but it always comes down to a choice. Yes. And, and, a, and I say a sin as well. So um, we suffer, we experience evil sometimes because of our own choices, mm -hmm. right? So I can, I can make a choice, and, and there's evil that can be produced from that. Like every one of us could. You know, a mm -hmm. person can choose to, man, I don't have enough money. I'm going to go rob a bank. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I get mad at somebody, so I choose to shoot them. I get mad at somebody else, and I go to, you know, you do all these things. Well, that's, we can easily see somebody made a choice, mm -hmm. right? So we sometimes suffer, you know, evil because of our own choices. Sometimes, though, we suffer because of someone else's choice. Yep right um and so like horrific things like uvalde and, and mass shootings and the thing that just happened you know recently in allen oh, where Texas, yeah. uh people are, are are doing these horrific things um they made a choice but that choice um made other people suffer and other people experience evil um but then sometimes we experience things that we can't tie to a person's choice and that's really uh when you look back, it's still tied to a choice, but because Scripture tells us that creation itself is is cursed because of the sin of Adam, Adam yeah. right? And, and so there was Adam's choice, and because of that, it, Scripture talks about creation groaning and awaiting redemption and uh, having birth pains and things like that. Um, that we'll we'll see these things increase and all of that stuff. So so we can kind of trace suffering uh, as a result of evil back to all of those different things. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's like we were talking about the other day, that's really bold uh, if you don't believe the Bible. 
Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're saying that uh, a lot of the things, circumstances that we don't control sometimes mm -hmm. are the result of Adam's choice way back when. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, that's yeah. pretty deep. Um, you know, I never even, I never really thought about that until mm -hmm. I sat there and talked to you. And that includes like natural disasters. Yeah, I mean, because the world, so before, so when you look at the garden, mm -hmm. creation was cooperating with yes. mankind. So, yeah, I so, can see that. So kind of another way of saying it, there weren't any weeds in the garden. Yeah. It was uh, nice. it, but, but there was some need for them to work it, to harvest it, all this. But then after uh, Adam and Eve, uh, when they sinned, then what, uh, one of the things that God does is he, he, he kind of talks about a, a, a curse um, on Eve, a curse on Adam, a curse on uh, the, land, the serpent, yeah. and then the land. He talks about how now, now the land's going to resist. Yes, you know. And so now, if you go plant a garden and you just leave it all summer, you're going to come back and it's going to be overrun with weeds, mm -hmm. right? Got to work it. Yeah, and so it's just like uh, when you kind of get over into like dealing with evil and stuff. You know what you were talking about with that that fruit, evil being a fruit. It's kind of like a weed that grows up in your yard. You can keep trying to cut it down, but the way to actually deal with it is you need to remove the root, you know, uh, remove its life source. And, and of course, that's what Christ offers us is that we, we have this opportunity of coming to know him, trusting him and coming to know God and him changing things in the way we view people and love people and respond to God and other people. But, um, yeah, I mean, but we see this evil. We say, why doesn't God stop it? Yeah, why doesn't he just put an end to it? Uh, and that's an interesting, that's, that's so deep. I mean, we don't have enough time to really answer that, but we do want to give you a direction on where to look and how to apply these simple things in your life. Like you just said, uh, when you learn, when you uh, build your relationship with Christ, mm -hmm. there's certain things that now, just like me and my wife, right? So I, I, I said I wanted a commitment to my wife, and now I'm, there are certain things that I'm not going to do because it's going to break that commitment. And that could lead death and a lot of things to a lot of other things in my life, let alone my marriage, right? right. So when we give our life to Christ and we're trying to, we have the, we have a definition of evil or we, uh, we understand evil, we can recognize it because of, you know, the certain things that we see, yeah. right? So when I uh, have a relationship with Christ, now I, I need to study. There's certain things I need to study to stay on this path. I need to have faith. Uh, I need to uh, use use his peace use a lot of different things so to where i can keep evil out of my life but what will that do to others because you just said a lot of things happen because of other people's choices yeah but if we focus and we're we're building our relationship with christ we will lessen our effect on yeah. other people in that evil negative in that negative yeah. way correct yeah absolutely and i think that to play a little bit of devil's advocate for mm -hmm. some of our listeners that might be Maybe, maybe you are atheist and you're, you're kind of saying, but I've seen so much evil produced yes. out of Christianity. That's true. All right, so that, that gets us into a whole nother ballpark, <laughs> and, and I would wholeheartedly agree. We've seen uh, a lot of things that have come out of yes. churches. We've seen uh, pastors that have been arrested. We've seen abuse. We've seen mm -hmm. this. And so people sometimes look at that, and especially if they've experienced it firsthand, mm -hmm. and they say that's what Christianity produces. But one thing to, to let you know is that when you look at the teachings of Jesus, those things are not what, no. what Christ taught us. Um, those are evils produced because those people are choosing not 
They're, they're, they're putting the label on themselves for sure. They're saying, look, I'm a Christian and I'm supposed to be walking with Christ. Uh, but they're not following Christ when they're making those decisions because he didn't command us to do those things. No. You know, and, um, and so we, we have to recognize that. And so on the flip side, um, does, that, does the evil that can come out of church, where, what's the source of that? So it's, it's the source of people because within churches, there are power structures that can be oh, developed. Yes. There can be politics that take Pride. place. Pride. Yeah. You, you've got all kinds of things. And so whenever, one, a Christian still has the ability to sin. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we, what, what the gospel tells us is that we, we are sinners and uh, we've broken God's law and we could look at all those, you know, but we could look at like the Ten Commandments and we could see where, you know, and I've, I've told lies. I've yes. uh, used God's name in vain or, or, or treated his name like a cuss word. I, I've, uh, you know, looked with lust. And what Jesus said is that's the same as committing adultery in your yeah. heart. Yeah. Um, you could look at all those things, and we could realize that what Scripture says is that we're not really naturally good. Now, every I think every person produces some good fruit at some yes, point. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, but when we look at it, we all have this propensity towards sin. Um, and so when we're saved or when we put our trust in Jesus, what happens is uh, it says he redeems us. He makes us a new creation. It should change uh, what our desires and our heart is for. But we still deal with a sin nature. That's yes. what it says in Romans. Uh, when, when Paul talks about Adam being the first Adam and Jesus being the second Adam, is that we inherited some stuff all the way down the line from Adam. And that's a sin nature. Um, and so what happens is when we get saved, uh, we put our trust in Jesus. We profess our faith in him. Uh, there's, there's three parts to that salvation. There's justification, sanctification, and glorification. Justification is that moment of salvation. It's when your your standing with God has changed. Um, however, you're still in this body. You're still, yeah, still you know, here. still here. So that's when sanctification starts. Sanctification is where, as we're walking with Christ, we are becoming more like Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes people think about the the really big things, the really big evils. Uh, you know, they're like, man, I don't want to be addicted, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that. But the thing that Christ changes first, he just makes us kind. Yeah. Makes us loving, merciful, compassionate. Um, and we don't see that a lot no. in a lot, of, a lot of churches and a lot of Christians. Um, but but we, we spend the rest of our life really kind of uh, letting Christ set us free from the power of sin. So here's one way I've heard somebody say it. He says, when you, when you, at the moment of salvation, you're set free from the penalty of sin. Mm-hmm. As you walk with Christ the rest of your life through sanctification, you're, you're progressively set free from the power of sin. And then one day at glorification, God will actually make us holy um, when we're in heaven with him. And that's when we're set free from the presence of sin. Presence. All, it's know. not even in our presence anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of the things, like, I love how you said there's, there's a lot of little things that we can do to offset the evil that's in the world. Mm-hmm. Because I love the, the sense of um, that we have the power to kind of stop. The, you, let's say, I mean, let's say somebody's having bad depression. Mm-hmm. They're focused on none but negativity. And then they do want to go out and kill people because they feel in their heart nobody loves them. You know, you know, you get caught, you get focused on a lot of the negative stuff. But then on the way to do whatever they're doing, you never know if 
God puts up on somebody's heart, a heart to, to say hi or give them a hug or even just notice their demeanor and just, you know, and, and, and uh, pray for them, you could stop some evil, right? You can yeah. stop. You have some power to. But I think that takes us as Christians to be intentional yes. about really being a light of the world and light on the battlefield. Like what we're, 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 uh, we talk about here a lot, the light on the battlefield. Um, so I would like to kind of challenge us and our listeners and our, our viewers to be that intentional light. So instead of focusing on all the evil, let's focus on God's word and the little things we can do to empower into really uh, offset that evil. Yeah. Whether he, I mean, I know we can't predict everything that's going to happen, yeah. but if you go out every day with an intention, yeah. attention to really, hey, what... What kind of light can I be for somebody? Because a lot of depression, all this evil, that's just darkness. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, that's that's a measure of darkness. Yeah. And we're looking at that like, man, how can somebody do this so dark, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of these people, even their manifestos, they leave. So they want to be heard, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They want, some, they want yeah. to, to get out. And so they're actually, that's actually a sense of them searching for answers. And uh, it just, you know, so happened most of the time they're around the wrong people and you know, feeding them the wrong. But if we we have more power than we believe that God gave, we we have more power that God gave us than we believe. Then yes. we we yes. so focus on that end result instead of focus on what is the little thing I, I we could do every day. You know, so one of the things I challenged myself last year to do is that if I catch eyes with somebody uh, three seconds, uh -huh. I'm gonna say hi. I'm gonna say something. You know, you never know what that does for people, yeah. uh, and you it, it, it's such a, a gift for you too. Um, you know what I mean? Because you meet new people, y'all yes. get to start talking about other stuff, and then you realize that not everybody's is different. Even if it's a different rate, you, you never know. Yeah. So that's one of the things I challenge myself to do. If I if I'm in an elevator or, or I'm just sitting around getting my oil change or something, if I catch eyes with you, or if I'm in your presence for longer than three seconds, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say hi to you. Absolutely. You know, I'm gonna pick out somebody. And I think that's really changed my perspective on um, that, that, that I do have uh, a lot more to give than just my profession of the world or just yes. my marriage to the world. Like you yeah. can just give little things. I love how you said Jesus wants us to change this little things. I think we, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We think about these huge things. And when you start to think about those things, they'll get you down. Yeah. Because you feel like. Right. What can I do? Yeah, yeah. But if you change that perspective and really challenge yourself and be intentional just to start with the little things, I think we can, well, I know we can make a huge difference. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of, kind of part of our heart, again, behind uh, the battlefield is that when we, um, you know, see each other as people, yes. you know, even if we're on different sides of an issue um, and we have, have this, this compassion and respect for each other. We can have productive conversations oh, yeah. to where we might not end up agreeing, but we really understand each other better. Mm -hmm. And and but the the thing is, the reason the divide in the the battlefield is becoming greater and greater is because nobody's really listening. Nobody. So so on, let's just say on the right uh, the right wing politics, man, they're saying, man, if anybody is further left than I am. Then you must. You're way left, yeah. you know. And then the same thing on the left side of politics. People are saying if you're if you're closer to the middle than I am, you might as well be far right, yes. you know. Um, and and what we're doing is we're increasingly 
creating these tribes. So tribalism is taking place where if you're not in my tribe and I think you agree with me 100%, then you're, you're the enemy. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so what happened is that's, that's increasing evil in the world. Oh, yes. You know, um, and, and that's, that's one of the things is as these divides get greater, the shouting, because the further you're from someone, you have to shout louder yeah. to be heard. Yeah. Right? Um, people aren't having conversations anymore. And nobody's giving each other the benefit of the doubt. Like, to say, you've got experiences that are different than yeah. mine. Well, so yes. might, it might shape how you see the world different than me. And, and then also, we're, we're coming to, everybody comes to every subject with a bias. Yes. And to, yeah. prove, and to prove a point. And yeah. to be right. Versus, let's, let's see, let's, let, here, I put this out here, you put that out there, and let's kind of cipher, uh, sift yes. through it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And, and, but you, you said so too, too. People don't, we don't, we don't listen with the intent to like really learn anything. Mm -hmm. It's like you already made your mind, at, yes. mind up, and that is so dangerous. I mean, if you listen, if you uh, kind of, you know, listen to these people that do go through these shootings, you know how they go back and go through their social media yeah. and, and do all these things. They're making straightforward statements a lot of the time, mm -hmm. right? There's yeah, yeah. no questions being asked. It's like they already know how the world is. Yes. Yeah. And they haven't experienced everything. I mean, there's, oh, uh, blacks do this or this is do this, you know. And it, it, it and that's a little thing that I've picked up. Their people aren't really, they, they don't give anybody, um, you know, any second thought like you said like they're they're just i know how the world is and this is how it is so i might as well go do this evil thought right mm -hmm. and that's very that's very scary uh and it's scary to me and when i say scary i'm not scared of you know paul says uh work out your salvation through fear and trembling mm -hmm. and i just take that as that mindset is something i don't want to it would be scary to live in that mindset you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying to where i just know everything you know that's <laughs> well, and, and that's what's you know one of those things where where some people who would claim that God doesn't exist actually claim an attribute of God of knowing how everything. Yes, is. You oh know, yeah, they claim that's... to be almost omniscient. You know, <laughs> uh, and so it, it is a weird weird dynamic. But yeah, I think you're exactly right. The the way that everything is people when we don't so so like let's look at some of the the teachings of Jesus that would solve some of those problems. Mm -hmm. Humility. Oh, yes. If we just approached every conversation with some humility to say, that person has different experiences and has a different worldview, but I'm, I'm humble enough. To, and and I, what we believe, you know, I believe that I'm, I'm correct. They believe that they're correct. But in the church, the reason that I think the church and, and Christianity has lost so much influence, and particularly in America, has been because we've worried more about being right yes. than righteous. And we're willing, what's happening right now is the American church is willing to sacrifice righteousness in order to prove that they're right. And in the process, they're tarnishing the Man. testimony of Christ. They're tarnishing him. Hey, and Jesus told us he's going to spit you out. Yeah. So it, it, it's uh, scary that he already gave us that warning. And we're still doing it because uh, we're really playing with his name. We're really playing with things that are way bigger than us just to win a little battle here on earth. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just like we should be leading the way. But I, uh, but you're right. We, we set these examples and we set these pictures 
for other people, why would anybody, you know, want right. to be introduced to, to our loving, wonderful God uh, who gives so many, um, I mean, gifts that are, I mean, we, we, you have to experience them, right? right. But if they're not willing to experience because you're right, we're trying to win a little battle uh, versus introduce people to uh, God that loves them. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. love how you, uh, well, sorry, I love how we're, we're on the same point as far as um, a lot of these problems, the evils and all these things point back to the church, point back to us Christians, especially because we boast like we're supposed to be setting a higher bar. Yeah. So if you boast you're setting a high bar, that means off top that there's going to be more responsibility on it. But remember, we serve an awesome God who mm -hmm. is willing to, uh, we're supposed to be leading the way, yeah. right? So uh, a lot of these things that are going wrong that we complain about and we're to Christian, we have a lot more uh, insight to help them. Like you yeah. said, we go, let's go back to Jesus. These other people don't even know Jesus, remember? Yeah. So they, they have nothing to fall back on. And, and, and when you look at the politicizing of Christianity, what happens is we, we've tried to uh, legislate morality, yes. which has proven doesn't the law can never produce righteousness. It can only reveal unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So that's what the Ten Commandments proved, right? Is it, is it, it, it didn't give us a way to be saved and be back in relationship with God. It just revealed that something was broken. Uh, and, and so in the churches, we've, we've tried to obligate the world uh, to to legislate uh, morals in such a way that we try to get the world to follow rules, laws, principles that they never obligated themselves yeah. to, right? And, and so the problem is just like just like when you look in the Book of Galatians, when you look at uh, Paul talks about Jews who are trying to uh, get Christians to become essentially become Jews before they could become Christian. He says you're asking them to follow rules you don't follow yourself, right? <laughs> And the church is so guilty of that yeah, sometimes. And so, so, so kind of, you know, looking at all that, the, the world isn't under, we, we, our command is not to try to force the world to follow God's rules. The command in scripture is for us to, to love our enemy, to, to pray for those who persecute us, to share the good news of the gospel. And we always talk about here at, at the church, we talk about we need to show the gospel before you try to share the gospel. I 100% I agree. You know, and so it's that being kind. Because, man, if Jesus hasn't changed you enough for you to be kind to a stranger, yeah. how can I trust that he's actually redeemed your soul? Mm -hmm. Like, if he can't give you a smile, how are you going to tell me he saved your soul? <laughs> right? <laughs> You're exactly right, man, and we, we have to lead the way, and I know yeah. we start off talking about what is evil, but we always want to implement real-life things that us as Christians, yeah. we can do to offset that evil. We yeah. self-focus on problems so much yeah. that we're not putting any energy into any solutions when really God gave us the solutions, man. Yeah. Yeah. God gave us the solution, and they're really pretty simple. But it's not, I'm not saying it's hard, it's easy or hard, but it's simple to understand. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. It's simple to understand, and he'll give you the strength to follow through. Uh, that's one of the reasons our God is so great. Yeah. He never puts anything on us we can't handle because he's always going to be there. He can handle anything. Well, well, actually, he, well, yeah, so, yeah, there's some caveats <laughs> in that. But, yes, yes, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely give us things we can't handle, 
but he doesn't give us anything he can't yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and so so he um so yeah he tells us there's always an escape hatch for temptation there's always a way that we can come back but so so i, I kind of pointed out the thing about the church because um because i know that, that some of people listening some of you are going to be uh christians uh but some of you are going to be outside the church hopefully kind of exploring some of these topics and we want to give you some some like biblical responses we also want to show you uh, what, what we view is, is the, uh, the way Christianity is supposed to look at some of these things. Um, most of those people kind of point to the church. They see the evils in the church and say, why do you preach so much against evil when the church becomes the source of evil, you know, in some cases, right? Um, so when we look at, again, going back to why does God allow evil? Why doesn't God just judge it all? Why doesn't he just fix it? If, if we have an all-good, all-knowing, all-powerful God. Why doesn't he just do something about it? Well, I, I believe that it goes back to uh, choice and who he is mm -hmm. uh, as far as not controlling us. And yeah. then also how we decide uh, whose evil is worse yes. than, another, uh -huh. than other people's evil, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because to some people... X, Y, and Z is bad, and then the other people are like, oh, that's not really evil. That's not real bad. Um, and so um, I, I, I think that it also brings something out of us, right? Yeah. In order to go through something, and we have to have faith, and we don't, we don't go through certain things. And I'm not saying I want anybody to go through anything evil, but I do think that uh, God can use it as a, as a tool Absolutely. to bring us to a whole nother level we didn't even realize we were capable of going through. Well, and it's, it's uh, you know, strength is, is produced under uh, stress. Yes. It's, it's produced under uh, sometimes suffering. I mean, you know, you guys, you, you and your wife said that y'all went and worked out this morning. What you did was you went and made yourself suffer. Yes. Oh, right? Yes. <laughs> you went and you tore your muscles. That's uh, all the micro yeah. tears that happen in the muscles so that you could your muscles could get stronger. Yes. There's that principle built within creation of that tearing down and, and you know, re-strengthening. But, but we have... When we look at all of this stuff, yeah, it comes down to this choice. Because here's the thing. When we think of evil, I think we think only of uh, actions. Yes, that's true. But but God says that evil can happen at the thought level. Yeah, that's <laughs> So God knows all of our thoughts as well. So if he judges all sin or he judges all evil, then it means he's got to judge our thoughts as well. And, and he also has to judge our hearts. Yeah. He knows our motives. When Even when we say, oh, my motive was good, he knows whether it was mm -hmm. good or not. And the thing is, he has promised that one day he's going to do that. But in the meantime, he sent Jesus to pay for all of our sins, to redeem us, so that even in the, the brokenness that we have, uh, even with the, the, the sin and evil we're capable of, we can still get to know God and be in relationship with him. Because if God were to judge all of us based upon our actions, our thoughts, and our hearts, yeah. we're all judged yeah. guilty. Welcome. We're all judged yeah. guilty, right? Um, and so that's a great compassion on God's side. And that's what, that's what uh, he says in Romans. He's talking, uh, Paul writes and he's addressing the Jews at times. And he says, one of the things he says to him in chapter 2, he says that the name of God is being blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. This was yeah. God's people. And he says, you're, you're, you're tarnishing, yeah, like you're making, people example. are cussing yeah. God because of you. Yeah. You know, you're his representative and, and you're, you're living in such a way that you make people curse your God. You know, and then as you go further, and he talks about um, that as they, um, uh, I lost my thought for a second. 
<laughs> you know, that, that is, we're supposed to be providing that example and, and we're supposed to be the ones that are, uh, you know, showing people what. Showing people, yeah, yeah, because so, so think about it. So the word Christian means literally little Christ. Oh, that's and it was an insult. In the book of Acts, it was actually an insult in Antioch. It wasn't a compliment. It wasn't something Christians came up. Christians didn't start calling each other Christians. I know it's not in them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was they, it was used as a slur in Antioch. They're making fun against, of against, yeah, look at that little Christ walking around, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so oh, That's funny. That's why, that's why I like you on there. You, like, always reveal these things that... Uh, we know. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. And, and so it was. It was almost like this put down, right? Yeah. But but as as we say, I'm a Christian. Yeah. That's literally what we're saying is, if you want to know what what Christ is like, look at me. Yes. Hey. You know. And so so when we but when we look at <laughs> when we look at evil, why does God allow evil? Right now, it's because of His great compassion. Yeah. You know, uh, because if He were to to judge all evil right now, He would judge us all guilty. Oh, and I know y'all didn't want to hear that. No. But uh, I didn't halfway want to hear it. Yeah. But, uh, but do you know something you just said, too, that I've never heard? Yeah. That he is going to get rid of all evil. I Absolutely. mean, we think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of knew it, but it's something you pass over. Yeah. So you, he is going to get rid of all evil. He is, yeah. 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 So that's part so, of the, the promises. Um, so so in, in Scripture, there's a thing that's the, the end judgment yeah. and uh, everything that's called the great white throne judgment. And, and at that uh, great white throne judgment, um, God judges all mm -hmm. evil. Um, for Christians, there's described a, a, a second judgment that's, that's called the uh, judgment seat of Christ or the Bema seat of Christ. And, and that's basically where Christians are judged uh, by Christ for what they did after they knew Christ. Ooh. So, and, and so it's not a judgment of do you go to heaven or not for that one. That one is a, a judgment of, of like what? What difference did Christ yeah. make? And, and then talking about rewards and things like that in heaven, the the great white throne judgment is is that judgment of saying when people have have consciously rejected Christ and and God says, okay, that's fine, and God lets us do that. Yeah, that's a choice that's we have. We do. have free will to reject Him. And and get this, man. I I, I have friends who are believers, and, and then I have friends that are unbelievers, and. I, uh, and I, I love them all the same because I, I believe someone who's outside the faith right now is a future, potential future yes. brother or sister in Christ. But, uh, but what we do when we reject the gospel is we say, uh, so there's a debt that needs to be paid. Either Christ is going to pay it when we, tr you know, we trust in him and what he did on the cross pays that debt. Mm -hmm. We let him pick up the tab or we're going to yeah, pick up the tab, right? And, uh, and so anyway, God will deal justice will be done. Now, we are to be emissaries of justice. We are to be emissaries of compassion and mercy. While we're here, we're supposed to be literally showing showing people what Christ uh, is like. Yeah. And it should be opposing evil, but when you have people that uh, and, and, and the Bible warns us about this. There are going to be people who come into church that are going to say that they're one thing yes. but do another. He calls them false teachers, false prophets, um, he talks about there being a curse on them because they lead people astray. Uh, they do much damage, uh, stuff like that. And so, yeah, God is going to judge all of that. All of you. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Yeah. So next time they say, why didn't God allow He's going to He's going to get rid of it. He's going to going to get rid of it right now. You're under His grace. Okay. Yeah. The the I think on that question of evil and stuff though, I think we got to maybe even back up a little bit more. 
if we observe so much evil in the world, and if, if there is no God, let's just take maybe a, maybe a, a purely maybe a- atheistic or evolutionary look at it. Uh-huh. Why would you have any expectation of anything good? Man, don't why, even The start. question, why, why do so many good things happen? <laughs> why, why, we ask, oh, why are there so many bad things? How do you know those are bad unless there was something you're defining good against? Well, and, you, know? you know, and even why do you, and, and you could even ask them, whoever it is, why do you even want to do any good at all? Right. What yeah, What was yeah. the purpose? What is What's going to come from it? All this is for not anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a making them think. You're you're right. There are people they they don't even understand. But that's his grace too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his yeah. grace is on all of us, whether you believe or not. He sets certain things in in motion that we all kind of utilize we not all we utilize i mean yeah, true yeah. we they don't have to tell themselves to breathe you know mm-hmm. uh so yes that's that's a that's a yeah. good uh point why do you even care yeah yeah you know, if, so if, if if it's just a you know if this is just the way the world is why do we have any expectation of it to be all. different man you know so you, there's something within us and, and scripture tells us that god god put that within us yes but that that we sh- we should expect some because we know something's wrong yes we we look at the cr- creation and we know like something's not right, right. something's not and going we're on. trying to figure that out because that's where the the mm-hmm. origin of the question why why does god allow evil we know that something's broken something's not right and we're searching for all these solutions um and and it's leading people down uh paths of hopelessness so oh, you're yes. talking about you know mental health things um, leading people down these, these ha- uh, paths of uh, uh, nihilism and, and things where they're just like, just destroy it all because it's nothing. Yeah. You know, and if we were to approach things from a, say, a purely evolutionary uh, worldview, that's the conclusion you have to come through. And, and there are some things that we consider as a society to be great evils that um, some of those other worldviews have no standard, really any basis for why they should say that thing is evil. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at the world through a purely evolutionary uh, viewpoint, then rape ought to be... That's just what it is. It, yeah. it, it would be a way for to propagate more seed and to do, mm-hmm. you know, that thing. But but we know rape to be horribly evil. Because mm-hmm. you're um, forcing something. But you're like, you're right, in the evolutionary sense, it's just another... Uh, yeah, we become animals. I yeah. mean, we're just, we're just animals trying to reproduce and... Yeah, that's, you know, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's nothing evil intent about it, right? Yeah, and when we look at our society and, and we look at some of the degradation that's happened, that's almost what we keep reducing ourselves down to is just more animalistic things. And I think that's the reason some things are getting more and more violent. We had this incredibly violent portion of history uh, before you know we got into more of the modern civilization mm-hmm. and, and uh, all of those things. But we're starting to, it's like we've peaked and we're starting to go down this decline on the other side. And so we, we have to recognize that evil is real. Um, we have to recognize that evil, um, you know, that, that we have an impact. We can commit we evil, impact, yeah. you know, we can do, but every time it's not, you don't create evil by doing something God's told you. You, you create evil by doing something God's not told you. Period. And you can't trust, this is, a, you know, those, those uh, other testimonies we talk about. You know, we talk about the, the need for being around other believers, the re- need for prayer, the need for, um, you know, studying scripture, mm-hmm. those types of things. The reason you need those is because you don't just, because uh, there's people that have said, oh, my, uh, God told me to kill my children. Yes, I've heard it many times. You know, and 
Okay, so you think God's speaking to you to tell you to do something that he has condemned. Mm -hmm. But how do you know that he's condemned it unless you, you, you've been in scripture, you, you see what he condemns. And, and also, because I know I always think about responses. It's every, like oh, everything yeah, I think. Uh, so one of the responses to that statement, someone would say, well, what about the great evils that were done in the Bible? Like, um, you know, and one, most of, most of the Old Testament, or there's a large portion of the Old Testament, because that tends to be where people go, which is ironic in some ways. But it's, they go to the Old Testament and they say, look at what happened. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that we're not taking something that was descriptive, recording of history, and make it prescriptive for something we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So just because in the Bible it records that something happened, doesn't make it, particularly in the history portions of the Bible, doesn't mean that it's something that we ought to replicate. I mean, because you have King David who, you know, uh, has, well, it's rape, mm -hmm. and it's an adulterous uh, affair, then he has uh, Bathsheba's husband killed, um, and all of this stuff, There's just because that happened, and it doesn't mean that God wants us to do that. No. Yeah. You know, I had to learn that, too. Mm -hmm. The people in the Bible, when you hear them do certain stuff, and, you know, I was like, okay, why would God tell them to do X, Y, and Z? Uh -huh. uh, just like uh, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, who, uh -huh. who wanted a baby, right? Yeah, yeah. And and then Sarah told her, him to go sleep with Hagar, and I was like, why would God tell him to do? Why would God tell her, show her that that's what needs to be done? But that's not what it needs to be. No, they were imperfect people. Yeah, yeah. And they're just being recorded doing that thing. But uh, that's that's interesting because people will always go back to the Bible. And if I wasn't searching for God and Him to reveal that, I could have stopped at that standpoint. Like, okay, so if we're not having a baby, I can go sleep with somebody else, mm -hmm. you know, in order yeah. to have a baby. But that's not what yeah, happened. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be searching and, and really God will reveal uh, the truths to you. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, in that case, you know, God never told Sarah to tell Hagar to do that. I thought that's yeah. what I, see, I was thinking. Yeah. I was questioning that forever. And and he didn't tell Abraham. To no, go and do that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Abraham could have stopped that. Yeah, he yeah. just held up, man. God didn't tell. Him. Said, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> since so, you tell him, since you gave him permission. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but you see, people. That's one of the great things about Scripture too, is it records the faults. Real people. It's real, real people. people. If, yes. if the church made up all of the Bible, it wouldn't have recorded the faults of no, all these people. We made them superheroes. To use heroes yeah. of the faith of examples of poor faith. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. We
faults of all yeah, these people. Made them super to heroes. use heroes yeah. of the faith of examples of poor faith. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. 